social media, operations, marketing, scouting, training, all these different things you could be doing. It's a huge business. It's a huge industry to work in the sports world. But there are also some jobs that are very specific to sports. What are you going to do? You're going to start to learn those skills or you're going to follow where you already fit. That's up to you. But these things will help you find your fit. This is the Work in Sports Podcast. Here's VP of Content and Engage Learning at WorkinSports.com. Brian Clapp. We're going to jump right into the topic today. Sometimes I give a little bit of a preamble. I talk about this. I talk about that. You know what? Today we're jumping right into it because I love the question. The question comes in today from Lane, L-A-Y-N-E, in Cleveland, Ohio. Lane writes in. Hi, Brian. You came and spoke in my college classroom a few weeks back and was so into the info you were sharing, I started listening to the podcast right away. You have hooked a new listener and fan. Thank you, Lane. Awesome. I have a question for you. I think this may annoy you, but here goes. I love sports. I'm majoring in sports, but I have no idea what I should do in sports. I'm not asking you what I should do. I'm asking you what can I do to figure out what I love and want to pursue. Okay, Lane, you're right. In some ways, I don't always love this question because people will leave it at what should I do? And I can't answer that for you. I can't tell you specifically what you should do. But since you asked me for a process, since you asked me for a way to frame your mind around what you should try to accomplish in your career, I can handle that. That we can talk about. So I've got six ideas today to help you and everybody else listening to figure out how to find their fit in the industry. I do think this is one of the most interesting parts of where a college student is at right now. You look at the sports industry and you see tons of different opportunities. Social media, operations, marketing, scouting, training, all these different things you could be doing. It's a huge business. It's a huge industry to work in the sports world. But there are also some jobs that are very specific to sports. Coaching, training. You don't see those at Microsoft, right? We've had this conversation before. So the first thing I want you to start to consider as you boil down to what you are most passionate about in the industry is that the the first step is identifying what's out there, all right? You cannot make a decision in a vacuum. When I was first coming up in the industry, I ended up choosing to work in the broadcast media because to me, my lens was really narrow. My prism was really narrow. To me, working in sports meant you either worked for a team or you worked at ESPN, and I loved ESPN, right? So I pursued the broadcast media. I pursued content creation. But I wasn't really seeing the enormity of the industry and the options that were out there. Now I look at job descriptions sometimes and I think, wow, that would have been really cool. That would have been really neat. You know, I'm learning still. And that, you know, I've been in the industry for a really long time. So the tip number one that I want you to start to consider, Lane and everybody else listening, is how to search for what's out there. There are a lot of different verticals in the sports industry, a lot of different things you can get into. Any business type role, any sports type role, marketing, advertising, social media, et cetera. So how do you really find that fit? The first move you want to make is, okay, let's use Work in Sports as an example. It's a wonderful site. Maybe you've heard about us. WorkinSports.com, number one job board for the sports industry. Boom, there's the tagline. Anyway, my point is, on our job board, we have over 20,000 jobs out there. You're not going to be able to just to go through 20,000 active jobs. It's just not going to happen. So what do you do? Here's the strategy. You're looking for entry-level roles right now, and you want to get an idea of what the potential marketplace is. So your move is to go search for a keyword like coordinator or assistant or associate. 
because those are terms that are associated with entry-level roles. So now you do that. And it cuts that list down from 22,000 down to 1,500-ish, let's say. Still too much to go through them all. But what you're going to get is a marketing coordinator, a social media coordinator, an operations coordinator, an event management coordinator, a facilities coordinator. I could continue to go on, but I might go make you all go insane. My point is you're getting all the different entry-level roles that span the sports industry. And you can start to read into those job descriptions and figure out what interests you, what motivates you, what makes you want to learn more. So that's tip number one. Start to look at entry-level jobs and figure out what stands out to you, what matters to you, what jumps off the page. But number two, then you have to go deeper. If you stop at social media coordinator and say, that's it. I want to work in social media, you might take that entry-level job and feel like, this is my niche. I love it. This is the greatest thing in the world. And then when you get further along this career path, you're like, oh, wait, now I don't enjoy it anymore. Now this isn't what I was doing. Now to really grow, I'm in a position I don't enjoy. So you got to go a couple steps further in this research that you're doing. You're identifying those entry-level type jobs that interest you. And if you find two or three, maybe you say marketing coordinator, operations coordinator, social media coordinator, something along that lines. Now start to go in deeper. What would be the next job in that career path? What would be the job after that? What's the manager job? What's the director job? What's the VP job? Start to continually look upon that path and say, does this still feel like something that would be interesting to me? Can I see myself doing this job in this capacity? Because you're not always going to be an entry-level employee. You're not always going to be in that first step. I know a lot of people, when I first started out, my first job was a production assistant. And I was editing game highlights. I was covering press conferences. I was editing sound bites and feature packages and et cetera. And the logical path for me to continue was to become a show producer. And I followed that path. But I know a lot of people that really enjoyed being an editor and didn't want to be a producer. So they felt like they were stymied in their career because being an editor was an entry-level role that wasn't getting paid as much. If they wanted to grow, they were kind of having to pivot completely. So I'm telling you to do a little bit of that research now. Find a fit that you like the entire journey on. And it's not going to be perfect. Perfect. You're going to discover as you go. But you can see yourself filling into these roles and having an impact at an organization. Okay, tip number three. Lane, if you're trying to figure out where you fit, the best thing you can do is internships at smaller organizations. I'm talking minor league baseball, for example, the G League, a small agency. This is where the rubber meets the road. These are organizations that have massive events to put on, but smaller staffs. And as an intern, you will do a lot. If you go intern for an NFL team, you're going to get to do a very specific thing. They're going to put you in a very siloed role. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's great to have it in your resume. It's great to build your network. It's great to see how best practices work and how the operations go. But if you intern at some smaller organizations, you're going to be working in media relations one night. You're going to be working in the press box one night and the, in the box office one night. You'll be doing fan engagement. You'll be working as a mascot. You'll do sales. You'll get a feeling for so much. And you learn by doing by experiencing. I've, I can recount many times talking to people, the name Dasmin Evans, a good friend of the show, who we've had on the show, is a wonderful woman. I remember her saying, 
She interned with the Jaguars, thinking that she, Jacksonville Jaguars, thinking she wanted to work in the NFL. And she discovered how much she did not like working in the NFL. And so she had to pivot. And that's good. Being on an internship can sometimes teach you what you don't want to do, can teach you where you don't want to go, or it can, and or it can refine where you do want to go. So taking your internship process really seriously will help you find that fit. And my advice is those smaller organizations are the way to go because you're going to do so much. Some of those yearly events too. If you have a golf event, let's say a PGA Tour event that comes to your area, they'll start working three and six and eight months in advance for that, but they tend to have smaller staffs. So you may be able to get in on something like that, get to do a lot of different things. So there's minor league baseball type opportunities, tour event type opportunities. Look for those things. Tip number four in finding your fit. Once you're doing these things, you're starting to get a little bit narrowed down into those things that you're enjoying and feeling good about. I'm telling you right now, do some salary research. Because the number one thing that upsets people at their job and makes them frustrated and want to leave is that they don't get a salary commensurate with their desires. It doesn't match up with their expenses. It doesn't match up with what they want for themselves. That will cause unrest and will cause you to want to pivot in the future. So one of the tools we have on workinsports.com is you can do salary research. You can put in job information. I'll put some links into the show notes for this episode. You can put in where you're located and job titles, and it will give you back what those salary ranges will be. So now start to project out again because you've done the research to say, okay, I like this entry-level role, but I also like where it's headed. Now start to do that salary mapping. Start to look at, okay, if I do an entry-level job in social media in this market or in where I currently live or where I want to live, this is what I can expect. And if I become a manager or a VP or whatever it is, this is that ceiling. Does that satisfy you? Is that a number you're comfortable with? Do that research now because jobs will change based on where you're pursuing things. That might, if you narrow it down to three, let's say, and you do that salary information, realize that there's a higher upside with sales than there is in this other opportunity, you might say to yourself, all right. I want to go this direction because salary and money is important to me because I want to feel satisfied in that way. So getting that salary information and being able to use that as a data point that you can cross-reference with the other options you're talking about, you can say like, okay, this one, the ceiling is here. This one, the ceiling is here. That may help you find that fit that you can lean into and feel like you're holistically taken care of, not just that you enjoy the job, but you feel satisfied when that paycheck comes through as well. That's important. Okay, number five, tip number five. Ask yourself, what are your must-haves in life? I'm being serious, it sounds kind of dramatic, like what are those things you need to have in your life? But I'm being completely serious. So I'll use myself as an example again. When I first broke into the industry, my schedule was insane. Insano style. I'd work six at night until two in the morning, seven at night till three in the morning, four in the morning till noon. My off days would be Tuesdays and Wednesdays. That didn't bother this guy. I kind of loved it, to be honest with you. But I know a lot of people that didn't like that. So if you're saying your must-have is I want to work nine to five, that's going to alter where you fit in the industry. Okay, maybe you're going to work for an agency or a marketing agency or some smaller firm or some nonprofit versus a team that plays at night 162 games out of the year and on weekends and on holidays. You know, you might have to make those decisions a little bit differently. So 
I'm not just talking about schedule. I'm thinking about fit. What is the pace that you like? Are you, do you really like an urgent pace? Well, then the media could be good for you. Do you really like a more strategic viewpoint? Do you really like the numbers? Do you really like, could somebody put you in a cubicle and say, work in the spreadsheet all day and you're as happy as can be? Like, who are you? What are those values that you and, and those things in your life that matter to you so much? Hone in on that and then layer that into your decision on career path because every one of these jobs is going to operate a little differently. How does that fit with who you want to be? The final piece of advice I have for you in coming up with your fit for the sports industry, which again is so important, finding that right fit. I've found the right fit. I've been working in it for the last 25 years. I've adjusted some. There's been little pivots along the way, but I found that place that I fit, and there is a lot of comfort that comes from that. That's why this conversation is so important. The sixth tip I have for you, upload your current resume into workinsports.com. And the reason is, now when you're doing the research that we just talked about, when you're looking at job descriptions, when you're searching by coordinator, when you're understanding the career path, your resume, as it currently sits, will be matched against those jobs and you'll get a score back. It's one of our greatest technologies called iScore, okay? And if you start to look and say, this thing that interests me, I don't score very well on for my current resume. Now you have choices to make. You could say, okay, I want to go find jobs that match my current resume and that you fit for. That's one strategy. The other other strategy could be like, no, I've identified through these five other concepts what I want to do. Now I'm seeing that I'm not a match for them. Now I'm seeing I don't have the right experience. Our tool will tell you what you need to improve upon. It will say in there like, hey, this job says it wants somebody with Photoshop skills. You don't have that. Okay. Or this job is saying you have to know Microsoft Dynamics or how to code HTML or some other skill set and you don't currently have that, you are not a match for this job, that can advise you in the decisions you make from this point forward. How are you going to get those skills? So you can either say, I'm going to upload my resume, I'm going to follow the matches, what I fit right now, or you can follow the research you've just done, where you feel like you fit and where you feel like you are whole, and then fix and adjust and learn and gain experience so that you do fit those roles. That tool The iScore technology is like your secret weapon. I love it. I will actually throw my resume in there sometimes and just to kind of see like, out of curiosity, don't tell my boss, but just out of curiosity, like how would I fit if I wanted to get a content job with the Boston Red Sox? Pretty well, pretty good, this stuff. Pretty good. Just kidding. Sometimes I act cocky, but I don't really feel that way. My point is, it's a fun tool. Use it, leverage it, see what you can figure out and, and, and order your path and your next moves. What are you going to do? You're going to start to learn those skills or you're going to follow where you already fit. That's up to you. But these things will help you find your fit. Doing that research, experience things things through your internship, figuring out what is important to you as far as salary and must-haves in your life, and then using that technology to get a score back to see where you stand right now and what adjustments you need to make to your personal process. Lane? I hope that answers everything for you. Thank you so much for your question. I love getting questions. And everybody out there listening, like you should be sending in questions. Email me, bclap at workinsports.com. That's my email address. You email me. I will answer your question on the show if it's good. This was a good question. That's why we answered it. Okay. Coming up on Wednesday, I love this part because I get so excited. Camille Buxeda, she is the director of W Slam. Now, 
You've all heard of Slam Magazine. Slam Magazine is amazing. It's an iconic brand in the basketball world, right? Love it. I love the fact that they overlap music and culture and fashion and basketball, right? So it's this whole holistic community. Well, Camille started at Slam three years ago and came in and said, I want to start a women's vertical. So she is changing the way women's sports are covered. And it's amazing. And she is such a good interview. She's humble, but she's also got this fierceness to her. She's so incredibly talented, but she's like this visionary too. I just love the conversation that comes up on Wednesday. So make sure you tune in for that. And if you missed it last week, Tamara Brown, team reporter for the New England Patriots, amazing conversation. So it is Women's National History Month. Have you noticed that all of our guests so far this month have all been women changing the world of sports? Yeah, that's going to continue the rest of this month. So tune in. Please rate, review, subscribe, share. We love having you here. We want to continue to grow. You're an important part of that. So thank you for being here and thank you for listening. <laughs>